give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and... You want to redo that? No, let's go. Me, Joe. Go to the theater. We can go to the theater again. It might not be super well advised, but it seems safe. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. But we went to the theater again. Joe, on our first trip back to the theater, since I can only... I I can still believe... I've forgotten the name of the movie. I still believe you don't. You were getting it wrong even back then. So we're keeping in continuity. What was the first movie we've seen back since quarantine? Unhinged, guys. You know what a courtesy tap is, young man? Sounds like this. It's light. It's friendly. Sure, that's what your mom meant to do. No, it's not. Mom. Having a kind of a hard time lately. I'm sorry. Accept my apology. Well, if you could just do the same, we could press reset. I don't have anything to apologize for. I don't think you really know what a bad day is. But you're going to find out. Starring Russell Crowe. Unhinged. Is amazing. Case closed. Okay, Unhinged is not that, but it is noteworthy. For one, it's the number one movie in the country as of the recording <laughs> of this. It's the only movie in the country as of the recording of this. <laughs> There's a very good train chance that uh, Train to Busan will beat it out, the sequel to that, simply because it's competition. <laughs> that wasn't there a week ago. <laughs> There's a chance New Mutants will beat it next week. Can't, I, New I Mutants, would say it's New almost Mutants a is going to be number one in the country. How does that make you feel? I, I still don't believe it's coming out. <laughs> you can't hurt me again. <laughs> Even after the credits have rolled and we're walking out of the theater, I'm not sure that I will be convinced that new mutants has come out, but this is this, this week's episode isn't about new mutants. Not yet. It isn't. Okay. So we went to the theater. Let's I'm, I do think before we get started with unhinged, we should talk about what it was like going back to the theater because I had a good time, but a very different time than pre COVID, which we should expect. It is the new normal. The new normal, unfortunately is missing some like key hallmarks of our movie going experience. Olivia Wilde for one. We've never explained this on the podcast. No, it's fine. But at our favorite theater chain, for reasons, Olivia Wilde would greet you before the movie started. She would go, hi, I'm Olivia Wilde, director of Booksmart. And we would respond, hi, Olivia Wilde. Followed by a really cringy Coke commercial made by like college students. Yeah, yeah. It was a great tradition. Unfortunately, those spots aren't happening anymore. The theater chain has switched over to Pepsi, the inferior uh, soda, the inferior syrup water that's (laughs) going to kill me early because I drink so much of it. So sadly, that's gone. We've moved, so we're going to a different theater. Mm -hmm. So we don't have our boy Evan, as discussed on the podcast. Kind of hoped he switched theaters, but turns out no. And uh, they had a stripped down menu, so no chicken tenders. Did, I didn't yet. look at the menu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get it, but I did look just in case. <laughs> just in case. Forgot about the chicken tenders. But more importantly, how did you feel about going back? I mean, it felt pretty normal to me. When you said it felt super different. Uh, it was more yeah, of a I, joke I because we don't have Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it felt pretty normal. Like, there's plenty of theaters that do the buy your ticket at the concession stand. And there's still the kiosk which I think I'm going to keep doing. It's more for me just like stripping down the amount of contact I have. I feel pretty good about Regal's, um, oh no, I said their name. Beagle. Beagle's policies and everything. I think 
it will really come down to how other people behave. But there was also no one at the theater today. So I felt perfectly. This was a midday showing. Yeah. Of Unhinged. Of Unhinged. <laughs> Number one movie in the country. You, you have all these issues. I work every day in this environment, so I'm just completely numb to it with crazies who don't wear masks. Yeah, you do work in retail and we do live, we do share an apartment. So I probably shouldn't be as concerned, but I just, I don't want to be that person who's making compromises for the thing I love. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. We'll probably keep going to see movies because we go in the midday when no one's there. Mm -hmm. But I felt good job. Good job theater for opening back up responsibly. Just please everyone wear your mask. Now onto the topic at hand. Yeah, Joe, what's unhinged about? Oh my God. There's a, there's a mom. She's down on her luck in a divorce and she's constantly late for stuff. Um, she's taking her kid to school. She's a horrible driver, driving in the shoulder, weaving in and out of traffic. I wit. But in this world where everyone's a horrible driver, oh, she's yeah, there's, probably there's a little, just on par. The opening credits is filled with monologues. It's like the world has gone to and it's because everybody road rages. And she gets to the exit, and there's just a guy sitting there at the light. It's green. She honks on her horn. He's still not moving, so she goes around him. That man is Russell Crowe, a very fat Russell Crowe. Okay. <laughs> I don't want body shame on this episode, but seeing a large amount of movies where Russell Crowe is kind of this muscular guy, or at least just an average-looking guy. Seeing him rather large in this movie was a surprise. Forgot to mention there's an opening scene where Russell Crowe burns down a house and lets a match burn down to his fingertips just to feel something, anything. The point is, she offends him in a very uh, Kids Bob Karen sort of encounter. Honestly, not really. Oh, oh, you mean in the car? In the yeah. in the. I was like, she honked her horn. He was not moving. She was completely right in that. Yeah, yeah. she did drive in the shoulder and deserved everything that happened to her in oh, this movie. Yeah. If you if you drive in the shoulder, first off, never listen to this podcast again. We do not want you. Second off, enjoy your spot in hell. <laughs> I hear they built a new layer just for you. I'm a pretty terrible. It's all of a shoulder. <laughs> I'm a pretty terrible driver. I make unwise choices all the time. But you know what I will never do? The one thing I will never compromise on. You will never see me driving the shoulder because I'm a decent human being. So he rolls up to her. He's like, ma'am, I'm offended that you honked your horn at me. I'll give you a chance to apologize before I make your life a living hell. And then he does. He makes his, he steals her phone, slowly goes down through the contacts. Hits a guy, hits just a random guy that's trying to help her. Yeah, just going around killing. He's already killed his ex-wife, we find out. And he's, her therapist boyfriend. Yeah, and then... Her divorce lawyer boyfriend. Yeah, he's just projecting onto her. And the plot doesn't matter. What matters is... Goofy Russell Crowe killing people. Yes. Russell Crowe making just the silliest rage faces. Making an absolute fool of himself. Is this a good performance? No! <laughs> I think it is. He looks constipated throughout this entire movie. It's, this movie opens up. Maybe he's been so backed up that he keeps eating and he can't lose any body weight. There's just been a lot of poop. And he was like constantly just like, is this the moment? Sweet release. No, I think th- this movie opens up with him about to kill his ex-wife and he's just grunting and he's sweaty and it's close-ups. And from that moment on, I'm like, I think Russell Crowe knows exactly what he's doing. And I think this is a great performance. Nothing else about this movie is great. This is a pretty bad movie. It's pretty boring when Russell Crowe's not on screen. Luckily, he's on screen for quite yes, a bit. Yes, thank God. But man, he is a ball of just weird 
like repulsive charisma. <laughs> well, because I'm I'm sure all uh, three other people in the theater with us were extremely excited every time he showed up on screen because it meant the movie was about to get fun again. Seeing large Russell Crowe, <laughs> if we're if I can choose a uh, a term from Star Wars fandom. Bigger Russell Crowe. Absolute unit Russell Crowe. Seeing him just bumble around. Waddle is a, protect, is a good term. Sweating, <laughs> killing people with like. A butter knife to the back of the neck. Like very plot convenient super strength. And then just for most of the movie, angrily driving around on the phone yes hunched over the steering wheel yeah like he's gonna smash his head through the windshield (laughs) open up his jaw and just swallow this woman he's chasing (laughs) this is why i think it's a good performance half the movie he is in the exact same pose being shot the exact same way and he doesn't make it boring no why you know the goofy southern accent he's putting on i think helps too I wish he had gone full Australian though. Just oh, fulfill no. some of my stereotypes about Australians in this. Just him going, ma'am. Okay, come on, ma'am. <laughs> come on, mate. The plot of this movie doesn't matter. It's literally We've explained set, the plot. Yeah, it's set piece for set piece of him killing people in the goofiest ways. And also in like ways that don't make sense. He's choking her divorce lawyer from the back with a He's uh, pulling on his tie, but the tie's loosened, so it's not choking him. Yes. But he is being choked. Yes, yes. (laughs) Make no mistake, this man is acting like he's being choked. And I would say that no one in this movie is a good person because we see in that diner scene where this person gets killed, no one's like trying to intervene. Nope. But then again- It's all old people. Russell Crowe is the size of like 20 people in this. I don't mean to body shame. I'm sure a lot of that is muscle. It's just he is he's a very large man. I wouldn't want to intervene. (laughs) And the one guy who does intervene, who looks in any other movie, would be like your default mugger at the beginning of the movie. Who oh, yeah, taken yeah, out yeah. By the who's superhero. a super nice guy. Yeah, and he's just like, I'll go after him, but then he gets run over. To my dismay, Russell Crowe does not hop in like an 18-wheeler and start road raging, which I thought he was going to do. I feel like that would have made an even more entertaining movie. Oh, see, I wanted him to like hop in a Fiat. So, it just, <laughs> ex- so it's like Mr. Incredible in the yeah, movie yeah, yeah. where he's stuck in traffic. But he doesn't really run over so many people as he does get them in the road and compromising spots to where other horrible drivers just demolish them. He starts the job. Yeah. He definitely starts the job. He lets others finish it, which I think plays into a part of this. He is a very Machiavellian person for a character that never gets a name. Who's just credited. Tom as Cooper. I the thought man. he is like Ramsey Bolton up in here coming up with creative ways to psychologically torture this woman. And man, I don't want to be the person who like, harps on people's decisions in movies or plot holes. But if you had just like parked your car and called the cops, probably would have saved you and other people a lot of trouble. Movie aside, what happens after the movie, her brother's alive, but his fiance is dead. Uh, She has no money anymore. Her divorce lawyer is dead. She's probably losing that house because she doesn't have a divorce lawyer anymore. And she has no money. Humor me. Humor me. I don't want to give this movie too much credit, but I do respect you, Joe. I don't think the ex-husband is going to be that much of a jerk. This man has gone around and tortured you for a day. Sure, I'll give that money that he transferred into my bank account back. And maybe I'll wait to get for you to get another divorce lawyer before we continue the proceedings. She is in a very, everybody in this world is horrible, though. I'm just saying she's in a very terrible spot, but I really don't think it's because of 
the fact that she doesn't have any money in her checkings account now. I think it's because a man spent a day of his life going around and trying to eliminate everyone she cares about. Um, I think the second thing that stands out about this movie, besides Russell Crowe, is this movie's outlook on the world. You mentioned earlier about the opening credit sequence, which starts out kind of fun. We're just mashing up all these like DJs talking in the morning and yeah. being like, ah, oh, I need some more coffee. What I assume morning radio is like, but then it starts slowly turning into like the prequel to the purge. purge. That's exactly what I was thinking. Everyone has road rage. People are just rude nowadays. We don't know what's causing it, but everyone is stressed and on edge. There are no more cops and people are just going to start running over each other. <laughs> the police don't have funds to hire anyone new. I do think the ideology of this movie is just like the world's turned horrible for some reason. Like I do agree people are a lot more stressed out now, but I think we have a reason. I think it's because there's a global pandemic. And also the, the, the message of this movie is don't honk at people because you never know. I thought if someone's it was don't crazy. distract to drive. Don't drive distracted. I mean, that wasn't really, that didn't get her in this problem. I was so on edge every time she looked away from the road I'm like, look back, look back. So, like, not not just he's gonna be there, but something horrible is gonna happen because movie is conditioned to me. So if they look away for a second, there's gonna be a car. But at the end of this movie, she's pulling away. Everything's good. She has stabbed Russell Crowe in the eye with candy cane scissors. Beautiful. And then this car comes out in front of her, cuts her off. Completely did something wrong. Right? Yes. And she's like, she goes to honk, and then she's like, no, I learned. I've learned. <laughs> it's like, no, honk at that person. <laughs> What? Like, and that's why I think the ideology of this movie is everyone has become terrible and you cannot trust anyone. So you cannot, even if you are justified, honk at a car because that person might be a crazy Australian actor who's gained a little bit of weight. It's but more than a little bit. I don't like the ideology or the outlook of this movie. But also, yeah, of course I don't. Because this is a movie that is like so hate-filled and spiteful and that's kind of what's fun about it so caleb is this movie hot trash no No, yes it is yes it is yeah yeah it is see the problem is i i'm a pride filled person and going into this i was like why are we making this the first movie we're seeing back this is just gonna be bad joe joe was a lot more entertained by the trailer than i was and i'll be honest i still would have rather seen literally any other movie showing (laughs) Because most of them are throwbacks to movies that I know I like. But man, Russell Crowe is really funny. In this. Yeah. I think. Carries this movie on his gigantic shoulders. For for my credibility as a host of this podcast, of course it's hot trash. I resent it for being hot trash. <laughs> I, Joe, I really wish we could have waited a week to just see New Mutants. Oh, well, don't worry. That'll be next week. And all the disappointment that could possibly come with it. I also resent you for making us do an episode on New Mutants. It's going to be great. And if it's not great, if it's anything less than good, I'm going to think it's the worst thing ever because I've been waiting for this movie for so long. At least that's the good thing about Unhinged is whether it was good, bad, or hot trash, I had no investment in it. No, that's very true. Ma'am. Ma'am, I just need you to apologize. People don't know how to apologize anymore. He's basically... He's the Joker. Yeah, All it need, takes is one bad day. We need we need a team-up movie with him and Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> That's what Joker 2 can be about. They're just driving around Gotham. 